Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah. Joining us on the show is Michael Anders, owner of Next Level Performance in Scottsdale, Arizona. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to have you on. Before we dive into, you know, the business, how you run it, um, first tell us about what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Yeah, so in 2011, on my way out of the Marine Corps, I started Next Level Performance Consulting uh, to work with uh, some of my high school athletes that I had coached in football uh, while I was stationed down in Yuma, Arizona, um, you know, help progress them into scholarship-worthy athletes. Um, And then upon leaving active duty, I was stationed at, or I was, uh, I got a job at a country club up here in Scottsdale while I was waiting to start my master's at Arizona State. And, you know, the, you know, it it had been uh, four years since I left Gold's Gym, joined the Marines, did my deployment, all that good stuff, and then came back into full-time personal training. And the same thing that existed before the Marines was still prevalent in training back in 2012. And that thing was just a a level of mediocrity in the industry, but more so from a lack of checks and balances and accountability, uh, but also, and more importantly, a lack of mentorship and guidance to create sustainable careers in the field right? It's, it's nice when you can start getting paid a lot of money, but it's not, it doesn't do you any good if, you know, you fall into that category of 80% of grad high or college graduates that don't end up using their degree in the first place, right? Um, and so I started doing my, my diligence and opened next brick went brick and mortar uh not only as a means to dive into entrepreneurship in the fitness industry but also from a a standpoint of quality control you know like i know that the average career field in personal training uh, uh commercial strength and conditioning is about seven months right for for a lot of different reasons um and i've been in the game for 22 years so what's the difference? What got me to 22 years and what's keeping 90% of us, you know, to, you know, find other careers uh, in less than a year, right? It's, it's not that you suck as a trainer. It's not that you don't know what you're doing. It's not that you don't present the value. It's not that there's a lack of clients out there. So what's, where's the gap, right? And uh, so I just made it my my personal charter uh, to, you know, create a space where we can, through our coaching development program, groom, nurture, and mentor uh, fitness professionals to create longevity and sustainability in, in physical fitness. Totally. Yeah, I think that's a great mission and something our industry definitely needs is, is more mentors <laughs> um, instead of just, you know, throwing trainers from degree or certification right onto the floor. Um, I think there's a, a big gap there where mentorship comes in. Um, 100%. But yeah, t- tell us about Next Level. So how do you describe it to someone who's never been in before? What are you know the services that you offer there? Um, what can someone expect from the gym? 
Yeah, Next Level is a fully integrated facility as far as brick and mortar is concerned. Um, we offer not only group fitness classes, I love CrossFit style training, right? So on the group fitness side of the house, that's what we offer. And then we specialize in personal training. Awesome. And then tell me about, you know, what's your current member base now um, in the gym? In terms of members or? Yeah. Uh, so we, we have roughly 70, 75 members. Awesome. Yeah. And then you also mentioned to me before, you know, you had a pivot in the business where it was strictly CrossFit. It was named, you know, CrossFit. And then now mm -hmm. it's more of the strength and conditioning side as well. So mm -hmm. what is it that made you make that switch? So we found a hole in the group fitness model, uh, specifically through as a result of the pandemic, you know, um, uh, Governor Ducey out here in Arizona shut everything down on the fitness end of things for quite a while. So if you didn't have, you know, if you weren't like a special circumstance where you had like a medical tag or you were offering chiropractic on the side or whatever, you just you couldn't be open, you know. So we we survived all of that, but also realized that, you know, if we're really going to push the mission and the vision of next level from the on the professional end of the, the spectrum forward um we need to really lean into this this personalized service so a couple of things so a couple of things resulted from that one uh i had to put my ego aside and acknowledge and accept that the internet is a thing remote coaching can be effective done correctly um and uh so we did two of the pivots that we made we really leaned into uh one-on-one -on -one personal training uh in-house and also uh in the inter uh on on the internet so we offer uh one-on-one -on -one in person but also remote coaching as well on our net on the next level platform so we literally serve clients as far east as germany and as far west as hawaii right now that's a nice yeah that's a really good pivot and that way you don't even have to stay local like now you can stretch mm -hmm. out as far you know as you can reach so what are your goals now with the business are you looking to grow that in-person member base the online presence a little bit of both yeah um, so you know so over the last two years through the pandemic we swung the pendulum super hard into that online space getting that ramped up and, and rocking and rolling and now we're bringing it bringing things back to neutral <laughs> the way i like to describe our 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 facility is we serve the executive athlete and uh as somebody that played division one sports and the majority of my coaches played at, uh, after high school and know what that experience is like the way i describe it to our prospective members is you're the athlete we're the coach right our, our performance consultants are your coach all you have to do is show up and we take care of everything else. Soup to nuts, your movement prep, your warm up, the execution of the workout, any modifications based on injury history or special circumstance, cool down, et cetera. You're in and out of here inside of an hour, whether it's on the group side or the one-on-one -on -one side. And then, and, we all, and then we offer uh, all the other things to, uh, enhance your fitness experience so that's that's nutrition coaching uh we're remodeling our facility to offer uh some specific recovery modalities 
red light, infrared, compression therapy, and um, you know, so those are the those are the things that we really we really go after in in serving our clients because we want to you know I like to explain to people that you're not as far away from your prime as you think you are, right? We just have to make some adjustments for where you are now, so that we can make that gap just a little bit smaller. Yeah, definitely. So so you're around seventy five clients now. Is it a mm-hmm. goal to you know you built that online side? Is it your goal to get people you know back in the gym now, build up that in person more? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. All, all, all of the above. We're tra- we're trying to grow the business in in all phases, um, and we have we now have the team and the talent to do that. You know the these four stars right here. You know it's our mission to make that a, gro- a global brand, so that you know you're walking through the airport like you recognize next level. You That's know awesome. you, you're yeah. cruising you're cruising around the mall. Oh shit, next level. You know um, you know what these four stars mean. That's so is it, your, is it your goal to make it like a national gym or do you want to, you know, spread like a brand? Yeah, it's more, it's more about the brand than it is the, the location. Um, you know, our, uh, our mission is to be, our vision is to be the authority and physical and personal development. Awesome. Right. Yeah. We, we want to make, we're going to help our clients optimize their fitness and leadership because fitter leaders are better leaders by helping them make themselves a priority again. Totally. Yeah. That's unique. That's really cool. So what do you do currently to, um, to bring people into the gym? What's been like your marketing strategy this far? Uh, very much organic referrals, uh, review, uh, five-star reviews have been really, really helpful coming into the new year, leveraging Google, <laughs> And then, um, you know, our, our demographic isn't on Instagram. Um, so we leverage Facebook um, quite a bit simply because that, that's, that's where our prospective members are at. Yeah. Do you just use Facebook organically or have you tried, you know, advertising, digital ads, paid ads? We do, we do, we do both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. the return or like... Um, the, the outcome of those Facebook ads been for you? Uh, compared to organic, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty spotty. Um, what's, what's cool about the, uh, the ad experience is, uh, how targeted you can be. You can right. speak, you can speak directly to your, your avatar prospect. So that, that makes things a little easier. Um, you know, as far as like the paid ad space is concerned, like the the challenge, I would say, is making sure that your your message, your is uh, crystal clear, in terms of not just being another another gym, right? So, uh, learning to speak. Uh, your client's language, solve their problems. Um, marketing has been really interesting simply because uh, I think when you're, when you're new at it, and I'm not super experienced to this point in uh, Facebook ads specifically. So it's been, it's been a learning curve. You know, you, you want to, you know, talk about all the things that make your gym awesome. Right. But if you're not careful, everything that 
makes your, your gym awesome are also the things that make every other gym awesome. Right. Right. And uh, so speaking through the lens of your, your ideal prospective member and addressing the things that they give a shit about, you know, like the, you know, person cruising up and down the street in front of our gym doesn't care about our coaching development program, you know, which I think makes us 100% unique. Um, you, you know, like I know that's, that doesn't really exist out here uh, with, by design and with intention, but the, the customer, the client doesn't really care about that. They want it, they're, they're concerned about what they're gonna get from the experience. Right. So talking about, you know, what becomes possible as a result of being here for them, uh, you know, and stepping out of my ego and making sure that we're everything that's going out into the world solves our client's problem, not boasts what I think makes this level awesome. Yeah, I totally hear you on that. So if you feel like you know, you target the right person, you get the right person that would match your services through the door. Is the conversion part easy? Like most people that come in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. You come through the door. Uh, our, what's our closing? I just looked at it this morning. Uh, our closing ratio, you come through the door is 72%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then as far as like the advertising itself, are you the one that creates the ads or do you have someone that, that does that for you? We've done it. We've done both. We both. So we, excuse me, collaborate with, uh, you know, people who know how to do all the things behind the scenes to make sure that what's going out, regardless of, um, instead, instead of set it and forget it, which I've also done and had very uh, awful results with, you know, making sure that uh, we have a, a hand on the pulse as to what's actually going out there and matches our message and our brand. Um, but yeah, leaving it to the professionals, we're making sure that we have a finger on the pulse as to what's going on with the next level. Yeah. Have you noticed a difference between, you know, the ads you create in-house yourself versus outsourcing for the ads? Oh yeah. I mean, outsourcing is the way to go as far as I'm concerned. Um, for, for where I sit as the visionary and driving the mission of, of next level forward, it's not my highest and best use to sit down and learn, intimately know how to do Facebook ads, you know, so, so leveraging, you know, a professional, but at the same time, like I said, um, uh, setting time aside to have those conversations and make sure that, you know, looking at the numbers, seeing what conversions look like, what's working, what's not, how can we tweak this, tweak, you know, um, being, being involved matters for sure. Yeah. I think there's definitely a balance there between being involved and being spread so thin between so many projects that you can't right. you know, go to any of them. So yeah, <laughs> I think it's good absolutely. Yeah, to know what you're best at and then delegate the other tasks out. There it is. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So yeah, I think that's a, a big lesson to learn in entrepreneurship is when you want to be in control of everything and, and wear all the hats, but you learn quickly, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, that, that's definitely been uh, a hard lesson learned for me along the way, because when, when you, when you go brick and mortar and you, you own your space and you're doing all those things, 
what nobody tells you is you can only spend so much time on the floor anymore yeah. before before the business stops growing yeah right and yeah. uh which also you know lends to our coaching development program and why that's so important because you know if i'm not if i'm not comfortable and confident in who's out there leading the charge and waving the next level flag right then it becomes impossible for next level to become a global brand because guess what i got to be out there now and that's a problem yeah if you could pick what you did every day um as far as like running the business goes would you be like training would you be coaching clients would you be outside the business working on it not instead of in it like where would you like to see yourself um, ideally ideally uh i i you know i got into this business you know what's kept me in this business is the people so i i love i love the networking i love the speaking i love uh the meet and greets you know like that's that's my jam that's my you know as far as highest and best use being on this podcast right yeah. being being available to do those things really um it's 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 inside my genius if that makes any sense yeah. and it's my highest and best use for the company yes totally yeah agree. yeah 22 22 years of experience in the game is great like i understand i you know i I'll pat myself on the back as a great coach that doesn't make me rare by any means. Um, but if, you know, that vision is going to move forward, I can't be out there in, all the time, you know, counting the reps and writing the programs and doing all those things. Right. But, but I've got a very, I've got an amazing team that has bought into what we're doing and where we're going. And I'm just, I couldn't be more grateful for each of their respective contributions to to building this thing. It's been it's yeah, been awesome. That's huge. That's huge to have a, a team behind you that you can trust. That way you can take those steps back and right things you need to do as a business owner. So yeah, that's a great spot to be in. Um, <coughs> with all of your experience, you've been a business owner here for you know over ten years. What would yep. be your advice to somebody who wants to open their own gym? Maybe if you could go back. Back and tell yourself something before you opened, uh, what would that be? You know, I just had a conversation with a young guy um, who's looking to get out from underneath um, a bigger a bigger umbrella and start his own thing. And I think what I would, you know, the guidance I gave him that I thought was extremely valuable, and I pulled it from a book called um, How to Get Rich by Felix Dennis. And it's very much a misnomer um, because you would think with a name with the name like that, it's about the, the whole book's about just chasing the dollar. And uh, Felix Dennis, if you don't know, is the uh, the founder of Maxim magazine. Okay. And he just talks about the, the whole book is is his autobiographical journey in building his media publishing empire and all the lessons that he's learned along the way. <laughs> and the biggest thing that I took from the book was you got to have your one thing, right? If it all came crashing down, you know, the, 
the gym burned down, the team went running for the hills, nobody wants anything to do with you. You got to have that one thing that keeps your head above water. So in my case, that would 100% be training, right? I can always fall back on training, right? Nobody can take that skill set, that education, that experience from Michael, right? That's my one thing. Everything beyond that one thing, when you're looking long-term, right? If your mission is money-driven, right? I just want to make as much money as possible, have the autonomy and the freedom and da 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 You don't need to own a brick and mortar facility to pull that off, right? Versus having a mission that, or having, having a vision that is mission driven, right? I want to help the industry as a whole by mentoring, doing my part to mentor the best coaches possible, right? From what I could see way back when, the only way to pull that off was to have my own facility. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah. And when you have your own space, right? There's liability that comes with that, right? Where if it's just you wanting to do your own thing and make as much money as possible, you don't need all that liability. Right. Right. So short story longer, the lesson I took from this book was what after you've identified your one thing, everything beyond that should be looked at as a strategic partnership. Right. Where where can we create something magnificent and awesome that makes us a lot of money? and limits our liability, right? I don't need to own 100% of it, anything anymore, you know? So if we bring in additional services um, or expertise, chiropractic, IV, blah, 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 you know, things like that, I don't, I don't need to own it, right? For, it, for me to feel like it's successful. Right. And I've seen a lot of people over the years not take really amazing opportunities because they had to own it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you don't you don't know how far it takes. You can go pretty far alone. You can go really far with the team. Totally. I think that goes back to you mentioned it a couple of times, but ego, you know, like, yeah, 100 give up some of that control and just you know do what's best for everyone instead of you know what what will look up for your name sometimes so yeah absolutely that's, advice. that's really good advice um well michael thank you so much for everything that you shared with us on the podcast today this well, has been, yeah 100 thank you yeah this has been an amazing episode um before we sign off though i want to hear where we can find you what's your social media what's your website um, oh yeah totally yeah. yeah uh so you, you can find the next level experience at next level P is in Papa, F is in Foxtrot, C is in Charlie. If you can't tell, I was I'm a Marine. dot com, nextlevelpfc.com. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Durs, D-E-R-Z. And you can follow Next Level on Instagram at next level underscore PHX, like Phoenix. Perfect. Thank you again, Michael, for being on the show today. Hey, thank you so much. It's been great. Progress awesome. always. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, 
hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model. Click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining us on the show is Martin McGinley from Five Gates Fitness in Glasgow, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Martin. How are you doing today? I'm great, mate. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite. It's great to be on and uh, representing Scotland in the United Kingdom. Of course, and I'm very excited for our conversation today. Um, you know, but be- before we dive into the business side of what's going on at your facility, why don't you share, you know, like the inspiration that like pushed you to become a gym owner? Yeah, of course. Um, I do have probably a similar story to a lot of your uh, guests on the show. Always had that uh, sports background. I know you hear this all the time, but um, as a young boy growing up in Scotland, usually the dream is to play football or soccer for your country or for your team. And uh, yeah, that was always the dream growing up. So that was the background. Played at a relatively good level, but never, never was never going to be a professional athlete. Um, so went to university to study physiology and sports science at Glasgow University mm-hmm. and came out and wondered basically what the hell I was going to do. Um, <laughs> I went for a year in the States. I was working the West Coast, uh, coaching soccer, worked for the LA Galaxy under their banner uh, with their athletes. And um, yeah, came back to Glasgow and realized actually I love the coaching aspect of, of what it is to, to train people and uh, see results. And then I've, I've always had the dream um, and the vision of one more business. I have been in the fitness industry now for 15 years and I uh, just thought it was about time to put all that experience and knowledge into some good use and, and open one facility. Yeah. So, you know, really started from a younger age of having that, you know, desire to become a professional, you know, football player, soccer player, in, you know, in the U.S. Um, went to university, came to the States, did some stuff here, went back home, and you just loved the coaching side of things, and you decided to open up your own facility. That's very exciting to hear because I know that a lot of our listeners who are in the, you know, stages of potentially open up their gym, they will resonate greatly with that. Um, so let's dive in to, you know, what's going on at the facility. So for you, Martin, so far, what has been your favorite part of, you know, being a gym owner and what has been the most challenging part? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, in your first year of business, we're, I'm only just over a year in business now, um, working for myself. Like I say, I've been in the industry for 15 years. I've managed facilities for other um big um, health club chains out there. I've opened facilities for them. I've done sales. I've done personal training, training. I've trained coaches, managed coaches, been a sales manager, done a lot in the industry. But when it's your own facility, it's a different ballgame. And 
you know, you wake up, you're up most mornings, 5 a.m., and you're coming in to, to set up and get ready for clients. And you'd think it would be a bit of a, a slog, but actually, I the best thing about coming in, or best thing about my job is that walking in at five or half five in the morning and getting excited about what's happening that day. Um, I do have a genuine passion for what I do. So, you know, planning out my days, thinking who I'm coaching that day, working out what group sessions I've got, what individual sessions I've got, who I'm going to have a bit of banter with that day, who's going to be a bit of a challenge. It's, it's all fun and games, um, that side of the business. But the, the big, big other thing I do enjoy is the create, creativity aspect of having your own facility. Um, you can be creative with lots of things in terms of how you style the facility, um, how you design things like apparel, um, you know, your logos, all that kind of side of things, but also how you sterilize the gym in terms of setting up equipment, how you can be creative with your session content, um, and how you develop maybe new products for, and, and new services for the business. Yeah, so. Um, biggest challenge, sorry, I should have said uh, there, actually was a physical one, and a lot of people said to me in the first year of uh, training, or sorry, first year of, of owning one facility, something was going to come in and probably impact you and it'd be something you wouldn't have thought about. For me, it was actually about 40 weeks ago now, I'm counting to the weeks, uh, I got a, a prolapse disc and it was just from increased activity, working a nine to five previously and then doing 35 to 40 hours personal training sessions uh, a week. So that was a, a major blow and the recovery process from that has been has been challenging and having to continue to work and um, and deliver sessions and, and and learn about my my own injury and rehab that at the same time has been the biggest challenge uh, and it was one that I never thought was was going to creep up but um, these things happen. Yeah, sorry the uh, the audio cut out there. What'd you say? Um, I had a prolapse disc, um, so I've got sciatica now. Um, oh, so oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that must be pretty challenging to, you know, consistently train all hours of yeah. the day, all, all week. My yeah, so, so a lot of rehab, a lot of uh, uh, different sessions with physiotherapists and uh, different stretching, different activation drills, massage, uh, acupuncture. Yeah, you name it. I've been through quite a lot in the last year to, to stay healthy and stay active and, and being, still being able to deliver the, the sessions at the level that I want them to be delivered at. My goodness. Yeah, that is scary to hear. But, you know, let's let's dive into, you know, what kind of, you know, services are you offering at your facility? Yeah, so do a mixture of sessions and, and products here. So the one we're most famous for and the one we're building a bit of a name for in the area is called Rounds. And Rounds is, is kind of in the name. We do five rounds of boxing, um, three-minute rounds on aqua bags and that's really fun really high energy people absolutely love that aspect of training it's um yeah high energy and lots of fun we do five rounds on the bags and five rounds on the floor doing body weight and kettlebell training so you mix it up and you swap halfway through that's a kind of branded session that we do now here and uh, let's say it's probably our our hook our, our main thing that draws people in to, to try five gates um, but along with that, um, the magic starts to happen, I think, for most people when they start going to group personal training sessions and they involve barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell uh, and bodyweight training. Um, the kind of functional bodybuilding that's quite popular, you see uh, on uh, you know, a lot on Instagram just now and it's popular with a lot of trainers. Um, but that's the style of training we deliver here. And then along with that, I have freelance trainers that come in and coach those sessions 
and uh, recovery sessions in the format of uh, yoga. Um, so we, we do that as a, a side to, to the, the sessions here. Um, with that, do a lot of one-to-one um, private sessions, and that is probably about 50% of the business just now. I am trying to move that over to be more group personal training in the future, um, because I do feel that the community aspect of training in groups um, is, is priceless. Um, it, it really does deliver, I think, on a number of levels, especially for people who, who like that stellar training. They, um, they really accelerate their training and they, they achieve things a lot quicker. Yeah, so it's mainly the one-on-one personal training and the group training, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, awesome. So with those two services, you know, right now, how many people are you serving? Yeah, so, I mean, the business has grown quite quickly. Um, it, it did start off just as a, a boot camp in the park, and it's, it's grown quite rapidly over the years. Um, to, to now, we, we do, we've got just over 100 active members. Um, it's a small studio space, and I've been inundated just now with quite a bit of, uh, of new clients, as you can imagine, with the January rush. That's the new years. Yeah. yeah, all the new years. Um, so, but, but actually... It was weird. Last month, December has been the best month so far for the business in terms of revenue, um, and it just feels like there's been a almost a bit of a shift change where people are are worried about that Christmas and festive period where they know they're going to put on a few pounds and they're almost preempting it and uh, getting into their training a little bit earlier now. So, yeah, um, hope that answers the question. Yeah. So roughly a hundred active members. So what's the size? Of the facility, it's really not very big. It's a um, thousand square foot studio. We do have a kind of breakout area as well in that where people get changed. There's a table where people sit, have coffee, and chat, and and meet. Um, if you go online, you'll see the pictures of the space. Um, everything in here is is you know has a boutique kind of feel. There's um, plenty of opportunity for people to interact before the session and after the session as they're getting ready. And um, the actual studio space itself is, is tight. We are located in quite a, a densely populated area in the West End of Glasgow. And, you know, uh, when I started, I wanted to find the perfect location. In terms of where this is situated, it's perfect for the affluent client base around about us. There's lots of affluent students. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a small space. So we, we yeah. use every inch of this space to make the most from it. Yeah, and I like to hear that you're, you know, leveraging as much space as you possibly can because you know i do speak to some gym owners so they have like five thousand square feet and they only want to have like a hundred people in there it's like you can fit far more in there um you know back to our conversation here today so roughly 100 members in a thousand square feet uh you know my next question is is that somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring in some more people see some new faces serve more people Definitely. So um, I do have five freelance trainers that are working for me just now who are delivering extra group sessions on the timetable. I mentioned yoga, but they also are now trained up to deliver the round sessions and the group personal training. Um, and that's great because it's given me a little bit of headspace now to look at future sites. I do want to grow the brand. I didn't name the brand Mark McGinley Fitness. Uh, you know, I gave it a name, Five Gates, that we can talk about. Um, but I wanted to grow a bit of a brand that can uh, you know, grow in not just the west of Scotland, but hopefully whole Scotland, whole UK and beyond. Um, I want to open multiple sites. I'm in the process right now of trying to open the second site uh, and get a, an area for that. Um, but I do think it will be a new model. It will be 
the smaller base studio, but perfect locations, not big on changing rooms and amenities and locker rooms and that kind of style of thing, um, which I found recently in the industry, especially in the UK, people don't really need or want. Uh, with the big shift of COVID, a lot of people working at home, there's a lot of time during the day where people can, you know, switch a laptop off for an hour, come and do the workout, and then go back, get a shower, and you know, switch the laptop back on. So that seems to be, um, you know, fitting in nice for for these styles of studios that are out there, and um, long may it continue. Awesome, awesome. So you are in the works of getting a potential second location, and Great. that yeah. is awesome to hear. I always love, you know, talking about growth and expansion, but um. So let's dive in to the marketing side of things here, Martin. So what are you doing right now to market your gym facility? Yeah, so I mean, it, it did start with old school pliers. Um, I'll be honest, I was pounding the streets. Yeah. Um, when I left my nine to five and I was building this facility, I would be you know, painting the walls and doing the flooring and building the kit and doing everything you need to do when you start off and um, doing it all on your own. But to give myself breaks, I would go out and walk about and just flyer, uh, flyer the whole area. Like I said, it's a densely populated area. So lots of students and lots of affluent clients um, living in the area and surrounding. So flyers through the door, flyers to businesses, flyers to people's hand on the main street, um, just letting us know that we'd arrived. Um, we did have about a 30 strong client base to start with that I'd built from actually delivering boot camps in the park, which we can speak about. But I did use those um, initial members, those original OGs, to um, you know spread the word and, and get the word out and invite people along. So it was a lot of referrals at the beginning, lots of flyering, lots of hand to hand. But then as it's grown, I definitely have gone on and used social media more. I challenge myself, so there's always some live content on our Instagram page. There's always live stories. There's always updates on people's progress. There's lots of community aspects stuff on there where we're updating people. Um, and then doing really basic things like referral competitions um, where you know people refer a member. It's really simple. They get something like a hoodie or you know, a free guest pass to invite one of their friends. Um, and it, it works really well. Um, so that kind of referrals, a little bit of being a constant presence on Instagram and Facebook, and then just that old school marketing uh, at the initial start has, has, has served as well. Yeah. So really starting off by, you know, attacking the guerrilla marketing, you know, pounding the pavement, walking around, putting those flyers in those, you know, doors and the uh, mailboxes, and then, you know, really leveraging the uh, word of mouth. And I do want to edify the word of mouth because, you know, let's just say people come in your facility from your members. That means that you're offering a great service to your people, which is awesome. Um, I want to dive in more into the uh, social media side of things here. So you said that you're doing Instagram and Facebook, right? Correct. Yes. Awesome. So um, are you doing mainly organic posting or have you also gone into the paid advertising route? Yeah, I've done both. Um, I've got a digital creative um guy that I use who's been fantastic, Darren, he's um, helped me with creating some great visuals for the studio um, and also uh, another uh, great videographer that we've used to create some um, really interesting little cool videos that make the studio look phenomenal, um, although it's phenomenal, but uh, yeah, the videos make it look fantastic. So yeah, using those um, paid for um, pieces, the mixed in with some original content you just get on your iPhone um, with paid and unpaid um, 
uh, campaigns. I think using the, the paid campaigns, I think a lot of people see through them now. You've got to be a little bit gritty and a little bit real. Um, if it's too well polished and too glamorized, then people sometimes just flip by it. I certainly do myself. Um, and you look for those real images of people that are actually having fun in training. So there is a something to be said of doing a mix of both. I think it attracts different markets, um, depending on the clientele you're going after. If you're going after those high-end, you know, um, maybe business owners or professionals, then you, you maybe have to spruce things up and make everything look really polished. But um, definitely in the west of Scotland, people look for something real and authentic. And you've got to give that sometimes gritty look to things as well, so people can see the, you know, people just having fun and and um, being real when they're training as well. Yeah, and to be like piggyback what you said there, you know, people can smell if it's not authentic. They can literally yeah. just see it and be like, no, I'm not looking at that anymore. Um, so with the paid advertising, how has your experience been so far by using that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's trial and error, um, but we've done a couple of adverts that have got us great leads, and people turn their nose up at paid adverts sometimes, um, and I don't understand it myself. Um, you've got one of the most powerful marketing tools ever created um, that delivers your content perfectly packaged to the people you're trying to target to but while they're sitting in their bed or lying in their bed at night. I mean, you've got to use it. You've got to try it. If you go in, you know, think you're missing a trick there a lot of people just you know oh, i'm not into that social media stuff um no you, you you've got to use it at some point so i think it's there's there's something definitely to be said with a face-to-face meeting people on the street and and kind of doing the the old school stuff but yeah it's the most powerful marketing tool ever created you've, you've got to use it mm-hmm. yeah and um so how long have you been using the paid advertising you know, on the social media for now? Um, since uh, we started. So I did an initial big campaign just to kind of explain the gym uh, with some, some uh, glossy pictures and, and some, uh, some paid adverts that were just images with some content that came up and kind of click here buttons. Um, but then progressed on to get some, some swish cool uh, videos. And they're the ones that get a little bit more in terms of hits. Um, they do show people kind of real training as a mixture of people. It's not all, you know, glamorous people with the you know the, uh, the perfect hair and makeup and all that stuff. It's, it's definitely not that. Um, those ones get the most kind of clicks and interest, and you know it's worth it if you spend. I'm talking pounds here, but if you spend four or five hundred pounds creating these videos, you've got them as a bank to use down the line, and then using them, you know, uh, spend a couple hundred pounds a month on some paid advertising. You know, as long as that brings in two or three clients and those two or three clients stay for four or five or six or seven or up to a year, you know, you've mm-hmm. definitely made that money back and more. It's just it's simple numbers. Um, it's that initial outlay that does scare people, I believe. But yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, what I've heard from other gym owners is that, you know, they're mainly afraid of the paid advertising because one, they don't know how to do it or two... <laughs> They put money into it and don't get that amount or more back. So, I mean, if, like you said, if you are able to get, you know, four to five members and they stay for six to eight months, they paid off that, you know, marketing spend, you have more profit in the business. So, I mean, it's a good idea, you know, at the end of the day. Um, So you started off using the advertising. Are you still doing it right now? Uh, I've not got one live right now, but I did do 
the week between Christmas and New Year there, um, that worked well. Um, I think we got four leads from that and three of them have already visited the gym uh, and bought sessions. So we do a mixture of pack sessions. You can buy individual pack sessions or you can just sign up to membership that's unlimited. And um, yeah, the signups have been yeah, from, from every aspect. Just now referrals. Um, but the big thing with referrals as well is, you know, some people might mention to their friends on a night out or when they're seeing their friends or family over the Christmas period there. And then they might see that advert and it's the double double whammy. They've, you know, they've seen it in both places and they go, do you know what? I'm actually going to check that out now. Um, so, yeah, you've got, got to do a mixture of both. Um, but yeah, for us, we'll, we all usually keep it at least for the start of the month and the end of the month. I'll try and do some sort of paid advertising. Um, I think near the end of the month, I try and time it around payday. It's a big thing. Um, people just having that disposable income at hand and, you know, probably been thinking about changing their lifestyle and maybe either just short of cash, payday rolls around and, you know, payday millionaires are ready to go with and flash the cash. So, yeah, that's that's the, the best tactic, I believe, for, for, for doing that. And that's what we've done in the past and it seems to work. Awesome. And I'm glad to hear that. So, you know, normally when you run the paid advertisements, you know, what kind of offers do you present to the prospects? Is it more of a, you know, come to the gym, we're having a special deal or is it more of a, you know, six week, you know, body fat loss challenge transformation? It is more just to alert them and, and make them aware of the gym. Um, it is intriguing, the gym compared to most gyms. I've tried to differentiate from a lot of the local competitors in the area. I do really go quite local when I'm uh, designing the, the adverts to make sure that they're just hitting up the local area you know, and using the age range and the, the demographics that I want. Um, and there are, you know, there's some big competition in the area, but they are, you know, you're, you're the brands that you've probably heard of, you know, you've got your uh, franchises like Anytime Fitness and mm. F45 opening. Um, and then your your low budget operators out there, your your low cost twenty four hour gyms, and then you have your university gyms and things like that in the area, all totally different from what I'm offering. So yeah, you know, when you see the black studio and it's got the cool equipment, the aqua bags and the black box strength kit, um, and yeah, some functional TRX stuff and people are doing movements and things that you probably don't see as much in your local gym, mm-hmm. then it catches your eye and it's it's more that it's not I don't use the kind of six-week transformation things too much. I think it can be a bit false, a bit misleading. Um, and I think people are starting to see through them slightly as well. Um, a lot of people doing their before and after pictures within the same day and just using different lighting and different clothing and getting a haircut and a shave and a bit of tan on the go. And yeah, yeah, I think there are some real great transformation ones out there, but yeah, there's some fakies out there as well that people are kind of looking through as well just now. So it's more just to catch people's eye and alert them to the space. It's a great location. It's handy for a lot of people in this area. And, um, and that's been the most success uh, from doing that. Yeah. And, you know, since you mentioned like, you know, those big box facilities, like anytime snap crunch, all those, you know, F45s, you know, they have humongous, marketing budgets behind them but you know small gym business owners like ourselves here we don't so we got to be careful with like our approach to the advertising so if you don't mind me asking you know what do you think would well does you know set you apart in terms of advertising from those bigger box facilities yeah i mean it's a good question and i love the question because a lot of 
gym owners are probably at the start see it as a you know, big weakness that they've got, you know, not the marketing budget or the stylized images and all that stuff that these bigger brands do. But I think it's a positive. Like me myself, like I would walk back. Walk, I, I love coffee. I need to sell front. Every trainer loves coffee. But I would walk by a Starbucks and a Costa Coffee and all these big branded ones to get to one of the local little craft coffee places mm -hmm. um, that doesn't you know, promote itself well on the high street. You know, it's tucked away in the corner, uh, one of the off streets from, from the main drive. That's where you get the good quality coffee. That's that's a good shit. Um, so that, that's where I'd be looking to go. And I think that's the same for fitness. Like there's a lot of box gyms that have opened up, a lot of small group facilities, a lot of yoga facilities. You know, those are the ones that interest me. And for people now, um, I think things have changed. You know, the big box operators and the 24-hour gyms have been amazing for the industry. They've got a whole new market of users in that would never tried fitness before. And that's great. But now people are, are becoming a bit more picky with what they want to do. And they'll still be members of those low-cost operators. You know, they'll still spend £20 a month uh, being a member of a local pure gym or gym group or all the British brands out here. But they'll probably want to try a bit of yoga or they'll make try a bit of CrossFit or MMA or boxing uh, or functional training. And this is what we are here for, to provide that kind of craft coffee, if you want to call it, you know, the, the craft experience, the boutique experience. It's a little bit different, a bit more high-end, all coach-led, all um, a, a, a better experience than hopefully you would have just walking into one of these big boxes. Yeah, and the boutique experience is far, you know, more different than, you know, a big box because in a big box, you walk in, you go in the locker room, put your shoes, your bag and the thing, you just start working out with headphones on. With the boutique style, it's more of like you see everyone, you talk to everyone, you work out together, um, you know, which in my opinion is, you know, a more enjoyable experience, you know, not having to, you know, feel uncomfortable everywhere. But um, so let's dive into, you know, the sales side of things here. So you know, when you get a lead, what does the, you know, customer journey look like? This is something I'm trying to work on just now. Um, as you can imagine, when you start off the business, there's lots of, lots of spinning plates, lots of things you've got to work on. You, the actual facility itself, the products you're going to offer, the pricing, the online, the marketing, everything that, that goes with running the business. And the customer journey is probably where you should start. And for a lot of gym owners, it's not where you start. And I'll be honest, hands up, it's, it's been a bit pieced together for me. Um, and I've been working on it and trying to make it better. But, you know, from landing on our website um, or, or seeing our, our adverts, if, if that's from uh, paper marketing or digital marketing, and then clicking through to seeing the website or walking by the facility, it's different for a lot of people just now. So I'm trying to um, keep my locations as I, as I grow the business in those high footfall destinations where people will walk by them and see them because no matter what, people will always go location, price, and then product, um, I believe anyway, um, in terms of how they, they pick their gym. And that that's what I've always tried to focus on first is, is getting a good location and, and, and getting members to see that uh, first and foremost. But the member journey, um, it's not as slick as I want it just now. It's not as smooth. It is a lot of the time myself just answering back to WhatsApp messages or uh, messages on Instagram. But do you know what? People like that. It, it works. Sometimes a phone call, people just don't, don't have the time of the day. They see a number come up that they don't recognize. Um, when they expect a callback or ask for callback. Um, sometimes an email is too formal and, and sometimes just a text message, WhatsApp message, 
or Instagram message, especially for the younger demographics, anyone under 30, that's the way they want to be spoken to. Um, even to the point now, I get voice messages sent from random people who want to join up asking questions and they want a voice message back. So it's not a slick process maybe you'd see in like a, I don't know, big box or like a big brand, sorry. Uh, but it's, it's working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's something I want to improve on as the brand grows because it can't continue like that. There should be a funnel and a set, a set way for members to, to join up. But really it's as simple as directing them to the website, filling out the health questionnaire and coming along for a free trial. And that, that's it. Once they've had a free trial, my conversion rate is, is above 90%. Um, so that's why I'm not massively hunting down lots of leads all the time because I know if I get five to 10 leads a month, I'm going to convert eight to nine of them and I'm, I'm going to be happy with uh, you know, how the business has grown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, since you mentioned that the sales process, you know, could be worked on, you know, what do you think is the most important, you know, aspect of that process that could be improved first? For me, the, the website and the, the app I use for booking systems, it's a bit clunky right now. Um, it's not smooth. It, you know, you go on some websites out there. Um, yeah, I always look at the big American brands, the big uh, brands. I look at uh, things like Rumble uh, and, you know, how they process their, their members and how people uh, join up in those. And it's, it's just slick. It just it looks class. There's obviously been a lot of money invested in the website. Um, that, that's, you know, what I'd love to get to at one point. Um, to have the app that I use sit perfectly within the website and just have this really smooth process of you click this button once, you fill out the questionnaire with a click of a button and mm. you've you booked your first session. Um, there's a slot there open for you ready because there's lots of slots and lots of classes available on the timetable. And you, you can just, yeah, simple. There's no hassle. You, yeah, that that kind of ease of use and the less barriers, then the more likely you're going to have people join up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is mainly kind of like a more streamlined process in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Making it easier for not only you, but also the, you know, pr like prospective customer that's coming through the funnel. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So um, let's move into retention here. So, you know, what kind of systems do you have in place to retain your members for the long term? It's weird. We do things, um, I started started doing things like birthday messages really simply, um, just giving people a shout out on Instagram, and people share them, and then they spread those really well. Um, but people see it, and it's it's just it's just a nice thing. They they share them everywhere. Um, we we do things where it's someone's birthday, and if they come in and train, you know, they get a birthday cake. Then the session, it's just a small little birthday there cake. Have birthday. Um, but it's a nice wee buzz, and it's something that. Um, Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm oh, sorry, I thought it clicked off there. Um, it's something that's it's just worked really well for us um, in terms of celebrating people's birthdays and get, getting that community aspect. I, we did do it at the end of our first year there. I did a bit of a, a party and a thank you mm -hmm. to all our members. Um, uh, it was a little get-together. It was one year in business. We've survived a lot. There's a lot going on in the world just now. There's an energy crisis. There's a war in Europe, there's a lot going on and people are stressed out. And we did, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to the people that have um, you know, that have joined us on the journey this year and have been through a lot. And uh, we did a little party at the end of the year. And I think that's something that I'm going to continue to do. We did it in the studio, probably had 
60 to 70 people in here, which at, at one point it felt like a nightclub. Um, <laughs> it was pizzas and beers. It was uh, a little treat for everyone. Sounds but like fun. It, it was great to see everyone uh, in their civilian clothes, as someone said. <laughs> you know, instead of sweaty workout gear, um, you know, people dressing up and, and seeing each other and chatting and having a laugh over a beer uh, and catching up. So that, that was great just for um, the community aspect of what we do. Um, like I said, the, the birthday thing's a nice wee shout out. But then um, we just highlight people that have, have made great success. And it could be as simple as at the end of the session, you know, when someone new's there, um, we do a little stretch and finisher, always get everyone to do a little clap at the end of the session. And if someone's new, you know, give them a shout. I'll say well done to you know, Jody or Frank or whoever it is on their session today, first one, and everyone gives them a little clap. And it just makes them feel a bit more welcome, gives them that settling in thing. Um, a lot of the time, people will automatically chat to each other in the session because they're, they're trying to work out, oh, what, what was it we're doing? What combination are we doing here in the boxing bag? And it just opens up conversation. So that little community forms, and that I think that is the best way to retain people is give them a little bit of social accountability, um, have them training with their friends, they see regular faces, they feel comfortable um, coming in the facility, and, uh, and they're, you know, they're, they're tracking their progress and they're getting somewhere. Um, one other thing that I introduced towards the end of last year was actually nutrition seminars. So I'd run them um, kind of 15 to 20 people at a time. We booked out um, some, some slots in November on Saturday uh, Saturday mornings after the session's finished and some weeknights where people would come along and I'd do a simple presentation on you know basic things like macros, counting calories, um, you know, how to track uh, things on a daily basis, how to set targets, um, how to work towards you know, if it's a performance goal, a weight loss goal, or a you know, strength conditioning goal, or wh whatever it was. But, planned it all out and I got them to all sit there with their phones out and and work out their BMR and and you know, and, and start start looking at tracking calories and things like that. And that had a massive impact for um, retention, I think, because at the end of the year, a lot of people tend to cancel and leave gyms, but actually we saw that increase. So that was great, you know. Those those kind of things I think really work. Yeah, it sounds like the uh, retention side of things is pretty down packed. I mean you're doing the shout outs on Instagram, which, you know, from my personal experience, I love when, you know, gyms shout me out on their stories. It, it you know, brings the, the dopamine in your brain. It's like, yeah, I feel good now. Like I just got recognized for my hard work. Like, let's go. I want to do it again. Uh, and you exactly. know, the community events, you know, I love how you mentioned the, uh, the uh, birthday cake when the uh, birthdays come around. I wish I had that at my facility. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just having the, you know, overall community building events and you're just constantly fertilizing those relationships that you have, which will obviously, you know, pay off in the long term. you know, not only business side, but uh, personal side as well. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I do have a harder question for you here. Um, you know, in the business right now, I mean, you've been in here since, you know, almost, well, just over a year now. You know, what has been the biggest bottleneck so far that has, you know, kept you from getting to that next level of business? Honestly, it's the size of the facility. Um, I love where we are. I keep talking about, you know, being the heart of the West End of Glasgow. It's, it's where I live as well. I can walk to work in 10 minutes. Um, I love the site we're at. It's just, it's, it's quite small. And we're trying to maximize as much of the space as possible. I have a spare storage room 
I'm actually looking to get a sports masseuse in. We've got a new trainer coming aboard, CJ, who um, is just finishing his sports and uh, sports massage qualification, and he's yeah. going to take that and do that out there. But we're we're squeezing every penny out. Um, I say we, me, <laughs> um, trying everything to, to make it as profitable as possible, so that it can we can grow the business and get more sites. Um, it, it's making sure that. The price point is right for the size and the facility and the, and the products on offer. We don't do, you know, we've not got massive rigs. Everything in here has to be movable. Um, so it's movable squat racks, it's movable um, you know, benches and kit. So when we're doing strength conditioning sessions, you know, we've got no one in here that's lifting over 150 kilos because we just don't have that, uh, you know, that amount of kit and, and those facilities. We don't have big lifting platforms. We don't have a big rig. We can't suspend anything from the ceiling or the walls because of the type of old building that we're in. Um, it has a low ceiling. So for me, that that's the kind of the limiting factor of where we're at. And there's always you know, downsides to facility, but that's that's one thing that we're um, battling against just now in here. Um, but I'd, even if you know you get the next site and the next site, I think I'd have to keep this facility just because. Of, um, of where it is and, and how local it is for some of the members. I mean, they, they can roll out their beds in the morning and put their, their trainers on and they're here in two minutes, you know? So, um, yeah, build the business off that um, being so local for people. It's also like the, you know, like the flagship location, like the first one of this company. So, I mean, it's just a memorable, you know, location for not only you, but your members as well. Um, exactly. Last question here for you, Martin. When you yeah. first got into, you know, gym ownership just over a year ago, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Yeah, I'd say at the start, I was all guns blazing. I worked for a big uh, health club operator called Virgin Active. And um, I would, uh, going back when I was 20, I was living at home still, you know, coming back from the States. I was, I was still quite young and, and not... Um, you know, not been out there in the world that long, I would definitely learn your craft before you go into open your own facility and then find out what you actually want to specialize in. My first love was actually getting into functional training and learning about the rehab process for injuries and how functional training can be applied to sport um, and how you can build your body through functional training. And that was the first thing I got into. And then like most of us in the industry, you start to waver and go into different aspects. You know, some of us go right into yoga or you know, bodybuilding or CrossFit or whatever. But you know, I've come all I've done all those things and come all the way back to functional training and realized that that's what I've got a passion for. So I would definitely find out your passion first before you launch into opening your own facility because you're going to be doing that every day. Um, and there's so many different aspects to fitness now. I know it gets grouped together all the time as one thing. But um, you know, if you're in a powerlifting, don't go opening a yoga studio or Pilates studio like um, just because you think you want to get into fitness. Really hammer down into what exactly you want to do every day, how you want to balance your personal life and your um, your work life. Um, I'm lucky enough; I've got two young kids, uh, and the the freedom I've got from having more facility now is that I can do the school run. I can take the kids in the morning. I can pick them up in the afternoon, make them dinner most nights, and they kind of tag team it with my wife. So that's that's the main best aspect I've got now by having this own facility. But I would sit back and try and design the, that perfect life for yourself. And and then, you know, is it just going to be one site? Is it, you know, you're going to grow an empire like we're trying to do here at Five Gates? Um, is it, you know, what are you going to do exactly um, with it longer term? So 
start with the end in mind and, and have a, a five-year plan for it. Don't just rush into something and, and really find about find out what you're passionate about before you, you, you go for it. That's awesome, Martin. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, it does look like we are running short on time on this episode. But uh, before we hop off, why don't you share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you? Yeah, definitely check us out. You'll see the backstory of why we're called Five Gates on there for our website and for our socials. And you'll see everything at five.gates. And that's F-I-V-E dot gates. That's our Instagram handle and our Facebook. You'll find us on the website. It's fivegatefitness.co.uk and you can get us there and check everything out and you can read a wee bit more about how we came about. That sounds great. Well, Martin, thank you again for hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Great. No, thanks, Joseph. Thanks for having me on. And let's say it's uh, hopefully you understood the Scottish accent and um, yeah, (laughs) it wasn't too hard for your listeners. Of course, it was a great time. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to speak about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newson, and joining us on the show is Jack out of the Boxing Lab Coventry. What's going on, man? How are we doing today? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you for asking. So before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on and how you run your gym, first tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start the Boxing Lab in the first place. Okay, so, I mean, I've been a personal trainer for probably up to eight years, um, and I worked around probably 10 to 15 other gyms, and I got to the point where I was just really busy, and I was putting a lot of money and time into other people's gyms, and being quite ambitious sort of person, I just wanted my own thing, and I wanted the the recognition that it was my gym, I wanted people to work for me, um, and the potential to make more money. I got to the the point where my potential had run out to earn any more money because I was working like, I know, 40, 50, 60 hour weeks. And when you get to that point, there's not many more hours in the week where you can make much more money. So yeah, I guess the potential to make more money and and have my own brand. That is awesome. So I guess what is your, like what motivate, what's motivating you to serve your community in this way? What motivates me? I don't know. I think... 
I've always been passionate about sport, fitness, um, that type of thing. Like that's that's the only thing I've ever been good at. It's the only thing I've ever really enjoyed. Um, and that's when I start, started going down the personal trainer route. When I when I realised I wasn't going to become a professional footballer or a boxer, <laughs> um, I thought, okay, how can I stay within this industry? Um, so motivating me is I, I love doing it. I love the fitness side of things. Yeah. And as, as it goes forward, I enjoy watching other people enjoy it and other people get success from it and great results. Absolutely. So with that being said, tell us a little bit about the services that you're offering your members. Okay, cool. So currently, um, we have, we have so much on. So we have we have a small little room where we can take on just general members where they want to do their own thing, come and use the gym. Um, but predominantly, we're quite class based and small group personal training based. So we have a number. We have up to five personal trainers who use the gym. Um, I run up to four or five classes per day, which are mixed between big classes, which can have up to 30 people in and small group coaching, which has up to six to seven to eight people in. Uh, typically we run boxing sessions, strength sessions, general fitness sessions. We have some women's only stuff, some circuits and some boot camp. So there are classes and they're mixed in throughout the week, uh, early morning, late evening, weekends, you name it. We, we pretty much do everything. Okay. So what would you say is like your most popular package? I would say, well, currently, I would say our transformation programs because we've been getting some amazing results. And, you know, like the little before and after photos, like some of them are ridiculous at the moment over the last year. Um, so we're getting massive demand for them. Um, but when it comes to like a typical class or small group coaching, it would tend to be like the boxing and the boxing fitness side of things. Obviously, we're called the Boxing Lab. We've got three or four highly qualified boxing coaches so we tend to to draw in the people that want to do a bit of boxing whether it be to fight whether it be just to get fit whether it just be for a bit of fun or just to release a bit of stress um typically our classes the most popular ones are the boxing ones mm -hmm. okay so the transformation um for obvious reasons and then also yeah. the boxing classes yeah but but we kind of intertwine them together. So if someone comes with a transformation program, there's no reason we don't use boxing to to transform them. Like it's exercise. It's a really good, it's a really good exercise as well. So then we try and get them onto the boxing. They enjoy the boxing. And then when they finish their program, hopefully they'll stay with us and go into the boxing side of things. So the transformation program, like what's the difference? Is it like more strength training? So the transformation programs, um, what we do is we give them amount, an amount of credits to use per week. So we'll put them on three or four sessions per week. Uh, initially, we'll start off where we run a nutrition, exercise and mindset seminar. So we've got a projector screen up in the gym. We bring everyone in who signs up for the program and we normally bring in a nutritionist. I'll go through the exercise and a little bit of the nutrition. We'll measure everyone's weight, body fat, that sort of thing. We'll have a nutritionist sort of teach a little bit about um what to eat how to eat how to track this how to track that macros calories and then once they've done that they get put into support groups for accountability and then they get their credits per week so even if they come on the transformation program they can still pick one of the boxing classes one of the strength classes one of the women's only classes they can pick and choose and that way it gives them maximum flexibility to see what classes they enjoy um because mm -hmm. i'm a big believer of of doing what you enjoy when it comes to exercise and not doing what, 
what someone sort of tells you to do because there's loads of people out there who will say only do cardio only do weights whereas my opinion is do something you enjoy because i know for a fact that strength training and lifting weights isn't really for me and if you put me through a strength strength program after two three weeks i'm going to start dropping off whereas right. boxing i enjoy it if you put me on an eight week program i'm going to do the whole eight weeks because i'm going to be excited motivated i'm going to look forward to doing that so i'm a great believer in letting our clients on our programs pick and choose whichever classes they want to come to whichever sessions they want to come to and then they'll enjoy it and that will last the whole program which means one they get great results and two we get great results so that's a good point that you brought up um, my next question for you is since you're helping your clients get great results and you found that what's working really well is letting people kind of choose. Well, first of all, you're providing them with a lot of services. And mm. the second thing is that you're letting them just have the autonomy to choose and not necessarily, oh, you have to do strength training, but you can incorporate all these different types of classes. How does that help your business? Allowing them to pick and choose. Yeah. Like even thinking about like revenue, client retention. Because, well, yeah, well, massively with client retention, because uh, what I found at the last of, at the end of the last transformation program, we'll have like small group coaching and our general classes. And when the program finishes after eight weeks, they're, they're more than welcome to say bye bye. Thank you. See you later. But because they've managed to find what they love doing, they don't, they they stay on and they sign up to like monthly payments to do small group coaching or they sign up for monthly payments of classes because in that eight weeks, they've managed to do a bit of boxing and fitness and they thought, wow, I love that. They then want to carry on. So client retention is brilliant for and revenue obviously it's 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 back it's on the back of the program so it just continues throughout the year um whereas i think if i said to everyone right we're going to be doing this this and this if half the people don't like it at the end of the program they're going to be like thank god that's over i'm going to go find something i enjoy okay (laughs) that's a good point so let's talk a little bit about marketing with the transformation program that you have and, you know, the, the small group personal training. What's been working for you guys when it comes to getting people in the door consistently? Do you know what? It's, it's showing results. Um, and, and I'm really, I'm really annoyed at myself that I didn't realize it sooner. Um, but I think when I first started, I was like, hey, look, I'm this cool boxing gym. Look, I've got a really nice fancy setup. I've got this, I've got that, I've got these speakers, I've got these punch bags, they're custom, custom design, this, that. But people don't really care. People just go, people really go to the gym for a couple of reasons, either like their mental health or their physical health and how they look. Um, and I think when you start showing results and show show what you can do for people. Someone's just lost two stone in eight weeks. That's when you're really gonna capture people's attention. People are gonna be like, wow, like that's what I want. I'm gonna go, so marketing wise, you before and after photos, I know it sounds really basic and people have been doing it for years. It's made such a difference, just like showing results, testimonials. So videos from clients talking about how the program was, um, how much weight they lost, how much, but how much better they feel. In terms of marketing, I found that like the biggest factor, which has helped me get people through the door. Okay. So when it comes to like the before and after pictures and the testimonials, how are you getting this out there? Are you using social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? Yeah, all of it really. Um, main main source is Instagram and Facebook. I'm trying to break into TikTok, but 
Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, it, it's the newest one, isn't it? I'm always a little bit behind. I'm getting old now. I'm in my 30s. So I'm trying to keep up with TikTok. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, I just I find Facebook and Instagram most successful. And strangely... Facebook the most successful. I, I I boost some posts, so I put money into some of my adverts. And my age range, I try and go between 30 and 50. The reason I do that is because typically people over 30, up to 50, 60, they have a more stable income and they have more money, which they can, like, disposable income. So... And they're the people that tend to stick to it as well. Like the the, the guys who are like 18, 19, 20, they're, they're good for the first two weeks. And then they get offered a night out somewhere. They go out, get drunk, and they don't turn up the next week. Whereas the people who are a little bit more stable, with a bit more disposable income between 30 and 60, they stick with it. They've done all that stuff when they were young. Um, so Facebook being the oldest sort of one out of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, tends to be where the 30 to 60 year old people sit hmm. okay so the boost the the post that you said you're boosting is not so you're not doing the paid ads well i mean technically you do have to pay to boost posts yeah it's to paid ad basically yeah okay is it a campaign yeah campaign yeah gotcha okay so let's say that i were to come in through like on facebook mm. through a paid ad- advertisement what is my client journey look like from the time that I I guess do I come in for like a free class or an assessment so initially um a phone call so we'll get you on the phone um we'll talk about what your goals are um what your problems are what you're struggling with what you've done before what you've tried to do um what your what your biggest struggle is or has been with getting towards your goal uh, and then I'll talk a little bit about the program. So if it's like an eight-week transformation program, I'll tell them how it works. I'll discuss the whole program from from start to finish. Um, and then if they decide they want to sign up there and then, boom, we'll sign them up. Um, if they do say, oh, can I come in and like see the facility or try out one class, then I will always let that happen if they say they want to come down because I'm confident that they will enjoy it. So. Uh, that's that's how the journey will start and then but typically a lot of the time people do sign up there and then on the phone really yeah Hmm. Yeah. so are you doing the majority of the selling yeah okay so can you talk to us a little bit about how you're getting people to sign up with you before even seeing the facility just trying to do a good sales talk i suppose yeah (laughs) yeah um (laughs) I mean, typically, um, an advert that that I that I put out as a paid advert will be me speaking in the gym, um, and it will go to. So I only go within I don't know ten miles of the gym. Um, so typically, a lot of people will be like, "Oh yeah, I know someone that goes there," or "Yeah, I've seen your videos," or "I've been through your Instagram," "I've been through your Facebook," "I know what your your gym looks like." Um, so a lot of people sort of are familiar with us, um, but have just never made that step of clicking on the post and actually going through a form to fill out to to get to that point. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Most people do though. 
If someone says to me, look, can I come down and have a look? Can I meet you in person? Can I come and try a class? I'll always say yes. But a lot of the time, like I'll be honest, a lot of people do sign up before even asking to do that. So the first time they walk into that gym is the first day of the program where they're doing the seminar. But on the phone, I will say the first day is the seminar. That's when you mm-hmm. come in, see the gym meet the coaches and, and I get what you're saying. Like they've already paid before right. they come in and sit, but, but they do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. That's awesome. So let's take a break from talking about marketing. Um, you've been in, you've been a gym owner for how long? Uh, coming up to two years in April. Okay. So you went, did you transition from personal trainer to gym owner? Yeah. Yeah. And stayed a personal trainer as well. Like I still do personal train whilst owning the gym as well. Okay. So, what would you say if you could only have two skills to rely on to run your business and make it profitable? What would those two skills be and why? Well, firstly, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, because without marketing, like I, I had no marketing skills a year ago and I found it really difficult to get new people in. It was just count relying on word of mouth or a bit of luck. Um, like to the point of like putting big signs up and stuff like that, like leaflet dropping proper old school way. Um, so marketing massively would be one of them. And two, people skills. Um, I think that's really important. I think, um, uh, do you know, what I think massively in personal training, you can be a shit, a, a terrible personal trainer with a massive personality um, and really good at like, speaking to people and making people laugh and you'll be busy i know loads of personal trainers who don't really know what they're doing but they're really likable people and they do really well and then i know on the other hand some really experienced personal trainers who are a little bit quiet bit shy not very good in front of the camera not good at speaking to people and they're just so quiet and it's a shame but i think people skills is is a massive benefit to have gotcha so marketing and people skills in your own words, like, what is your definition of marketing? My word, uh, marketing. Um, sales. It's trying to sell what you have and attract people into the business. Right, because if you're not getting anything, anybody through the door, then essentially no. you don't have a business, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about your, what does your day-to-day look like as a gym owner? And in the future, do you want to see that change? I'm currently in the transition of making it change. So up until up until maybe three months ago, my day looked like 6 a.m. start. I'd work 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, until about 12. And then I'd go back in 3, 3 until about 9. Um and it was tiring. Like I, I mentioned that I'm, I'm a boxing coach. A lot of people want to hit my hands. They want to hit pads. Um, my wrists hurt, my shoulder. Like it's just a, it's a tiring job and it takes its toll on your body. And that's how my days did look. Um, and I'm transitioning into a lot more small group personal training now. So rather than saying, okay, I'm going to do 10 hours, uh, let's just say 30 pound an hour and try and make 300 pound in a day. I'd rather try at the moment. I'm trying to work 6am, 7am, 8am, maybe 9am depends on the day and get four, five, six people into one group and class it as a small group, personal training session, 
charge less for them. But if there's six of them paying £15, I'm getting way more per hour. And if I can do half the hours in the day, that's what I'd like to see. I'd Ideally, I'd like to get to the point where I'm working maybe five, six hours per day max. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Five, six, five, six hours a day. So it's like 30 hours a week. Yeah, it's lovely. Okay. So Jack, it's almost a really good place for us to wrap things up on the on this episode. Um, my last question for you is if you could give, let's say there's a personal trainer listening that is wondering if their next right step is to start a gym. What 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 advice would you give somebody um who really doesn't have any information about like how to run a gym, but they want to start one? Do you know what? I'd probably say it's hard because I'd, I'd probably say go for it. That's what I did. I went for it. And if you're really passionate and enjoy what you're doing, you'll work it out and you'll learn on the job. Um, don't don't be shy in investing in in yourself. Go and find a business coach because that's what I did. And that helped me a lot. It took me a year of opening up my gym to do that. Find a business coach. If they cost you a bit of money, then pay the money because it's going to pay you back in the long run. Um, but just just go for it. And, and if, like I say, if you're passionate about it, go for it. It'll work itself out. And, and you learn so much on the job. Like when I first started, I didn't even know how to post a video on, on, on Instagram, really. And like I've now learned so much. I've built my own website. And, and, and a lot of people say to me, and I, I agree. Um, I need to delegate work out more. But the way I've seen it over the last two years, I have learned so much. And I like to know that I've learned so much. If something goes wrong, I can fix my website. If yeah. something goes wrong in the gym, I can fix it. If something needs marketing, I can do it. But sometimes there's always someone better out there than you. At, that, that's why people do their jobs. That's why there's marketing companies. That's why there's website builders. But if you can learn a little bit, then then it's great because you can always fix any problems, but yeah, I'd just say, go for it. Be passionate, look for help and, uh, and do your best. righty, Very well said. Um, now, before we wrap things up on this episode, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Where they can find me. Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. We are the boxing lab Coventry. So our name is the boxing lab underscore Coventry. That's C-O-V-E-N-T-R-Y. All righty. Well, Jack, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.